What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Back in the heart of Arlington County, the heart of the universe. Of course, that's Clarendon. Back again for episode 185 of Pace the Nation. 185. And across from me, my co-host, Tess Strike. Tess, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, we are back again. Um, so let's get the weather out of the way. You know, we talk weather, we talk sports, we talk dogs. So let's get the weather out of the way. Um, there was a snowstorm that didn't happen, so I'm happy about that. Relieved. I know you're relieved. I know you're you're not as happy. I would have liked a little snow. I'm little, not going to lie. Yeah. We're recording here on Monday. Um, Monday, March 4th. Uh, there was supposed to be snow yesterday on Sunday, and anyway, I don't know. We got some pre- precipitation. I always have a very hard time pronouncing that word, but come on. It's March. I mean, we let's, do have let's hints move on, of another right? polar vortex no, come coming. On. Let's move on. All right, so hopefully that polar vor- vortex doesn't happen, and we're, um, you know, we are, we are on to spring. I'm looking forward to spring. The time change is happening next week, I believe, mm-hmm. so, you know. Spring forward, fall back. Which one? You got it right. Spring, spring forward so and fall back. So we're spring forwarding. So we lose an hour of sleep. But we, we do. We gain some daylight and some nice warm weather. So there's your weather update. Really looking forward to... Uh, I love the fact that we do a weather update in a pre-recorded podcast. Uh, well, I don't know. It's becoming a, a tradition on this show. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You're no. Right. It really doesn't. But, you know, I guess that's just the way... I don't know. I don't know if this show makes a ton of sense. But... We do have a big show to get to today, Tess. Very excited. Uh, hey, t- hey, guys, I'm here. <laughs> I'm back. Come on. Uh, that's not what I was excited. That's right. I'm so, you know, we're so used to do- Doc's not being You've here. You've done but- too many shows without me, but I'm here. <laughs> All right, let's w- welcome in our other co-host to my left. Sorry, Docs. Um, I, for- I-, I just figured you were the board operator over, this is, <laughs> over there. This is going to be a, uh, a short show because... While I was waiting to be introduced, I could have talked for 37 minutes on things that you just said. <laughs> right, I'm sure. Picking I'm, everything apart. Did you miss me? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not, yeah. I mean, I don't miss him picking things apart. That's for sure. Um, there's some things that I think the audience misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the w- like good sound quality. The, the, yeah, that, that. <laughs> there were a few choppy moments in the Kate Murphy review last week that mm-hmm. I knew Docs would hear. Uh, pick out yeah that 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 is one thing the audience does miss mm-hmm. uh your your witty uh jab okay we're not talking me. about me just let's okay. just move all on. right let's move so on with yeah the show. we weren't we weren't even acknowledging you much mm-hmm. less uh talking about you mm-hmm. so uh don't don't try to uh make up for it now well let's get to the agenda and then we'll welcome it well we've welcomed in Wamey docs he's back with us mm-hmm. excited to have the full crew here intact uh didn't even I didn't realize I didn't mention that. Sorry, um, but we do have a big show to get to. That was what I was about to say before I was interrupted here. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> excited to be joined in studio by the national sales manager of running performance at Skechers. Dan Sullivan's going to join us. Uh, he's been at a couple different brands, but most now he's at Skechers for about a year now. Uh, so he's going to talk about their uh, their their end of running. Uh, they've got the the uh, LA Marathon coming, where they're the title sponsor of. So they are in running. Uh, so we're going to talk Skechers. We're going to talk running. We're going to talk Boston. He lives up in Boston. He's from Boston. Uh, he's a Bostonian, uh, and so we're going to talk some Boston. He's a big sports guy. Uh, I believe he played 
college quarterback at Rhode Island. So we're going to talk some football um, with him a little bit too. A whole lot to get to with my buddy Dan Sullivan. Excited to have him on the program. Uh, speaking of football, uh, a football player's wife was in the news this week. Uh, we're going to talk about her and her cheating scandal that um, Ooh, was, cheating. was bigger than uh, it was road it's a, race cheating. It's a running cheating, right, yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> that was bigger than 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 just our marathon investigating uh, guy. It it made dead spin. This it was that mm-hmm. big. Uh, so excited to talk about that. Also on today's program, uh, I want to talk about an experience I had uh, at a all staff meeting making a list, and I've got to make an apology. So, Docs, you might be right. List mm-hmm. probably not the smartest thing to do. Uh, that's not so, the only thing I'm right about. But. So, so we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, there is some running in the news. Uh, we want to talk some uh, running about the some some really awesome professional performances uh, at USATF's at the Boston Indoor Meet that happened yesterday. So some cool running stuff. Also a road race that happened in Atlanta. So a lot uh, of running uh, stuff to talk about. All on today's program. But before we do that, all that, uh, Docs, uh, w- welcome back. Where you been? Dude, um, I have been in the hometown of your wife, Julie Cully. Yes. Uh, I went to a lot of eating establishments. I didn't <laughs> see her picture up anywhere. I'm very disappointed. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doubting the story that, that she's from she, there. <laughs> he actually was. My, my wife's is from a, a little little town in New oh, Jersey. Oh, we're not going to say where it is. Yeah, well, wherever you were, she—that's where she's from. And, and uh, um, you guys got married there. So when I did. I got there, I stayed at a hotel that was a stone's throw away from the hotel I stayed at when I went to your wedding. I, we were blown away that mm-hmm. you were staying there, mm-hmm. um, working at your other job. Crazy that you were there for a couple weeks. I was there for a couple Jersey. weeks. Yeah. I mean, people could quickly Google where uh, Julie. I know, from, but, but then yeah, you know. the thing is, like. Uh, for them to figure this out, then they're going to have to put in the effort. And if they're yeah, willing to true. put the effort in, then go ahead. You can know this information. Yeah. But we're not just going to hand things to everybody. <laughs> right. So you were there in New Jersey. Uh, I was, Working yeah. on, your, on your other job mm-hmm. that, that we hate that you have, but that's uh-huh. fine. Uh, this, this one doesn't pay the bills like that one. That's fine. I get it. Uh, so there for a couple weeks, how did you enjoy New Jersey? Um, I actually did catch up with one of our college teammates who, okay. who lives there as well. Yeah. Uh, which was crazy. I don't think that he's going to listen, so we don't have to give much time or attention to <laughs> yeah, him. But it was, it was great him. catching up with him. That's good. Um, other than that. That was the highlight of the two weeks? Well, I mean, anytime you go on a work trip and you yeah. can hang out with an old friend, it's definitely the highlight. That's good. Okay. Um, and I, I really enjoyed all of the different weather that we experienced. I like snow days. We, we don't have days off from work. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked working in a snowstorm. They, they had legit snowstorms there. So I, I think as, you know, as far as my memory goes, it was uh, just the opportunity to hang out with my friend, uh, text you and Julie, who uh, mm-hmm. you guys completely ignored we my did. text for a very long time. It's so annoying. Tess, if I went to your hometown of Arlington, Virginia, and I, I texted you and I said, "Hey, check it out! I'm in Arlington, Virginia." I'm at HB Woodlawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was, yeah, exactly. If I if I was like in the bleachers of of the auditorium or whatever, uh, I wouldn't you like write back and at least acknowledge it, not just ignore like three or four texts. Yeah, I mean they're tearing down the school, so I'd really be questioning yeah. why you're trespassing on public mm-hmm. property. Yeah. But yeah, I she, like to trespass. She, she, you'd get an immediate text back for that. Yeah. Um, so did you listen to the shows that we did while you were gone? I did. 
Uh, did you do you have any feedback opinions on Tess and I's performances? I have I have technical feedback uh, <laughs> on on some stuff. We can go over some of the things I had. I had some yeah uh, pointers, but there were some audio issues. Yes, last there, week there were there were a few audio issues, uh, but it wasn't your your worst audio performance in my absence. So yeah, you're true. getting better. That's it's good true. quality which control, is, which yeah. is concerning. Right, that is that is concerning. My job security is <laughs> is getting less and less. Well, when I when I was in New Jersey, I was listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. Pace the Nation podcast, on my commute to work because while I was staying in Julie's fake hometown, <laughs> I I actually no evidence of it. There's, being there's no evidence. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> right, there's right. no way for us to know yeah. that. It doesn't have like a sign that says "Welcome to the hometown." <laughs> no, I, I you would think it, it would. You would think it would if yeah. she actually was from there, right. which is probably why she didn't text me back. Right. But uh, that's not where I was working, so there okay. was a commute. And so I listened to the show while commuting. While I listened to the show, I had things that I wanted to like comment mm-hmm. or, you know, feedback, but I was driving and I'm a responsible driver, so I didn't get on my phone and text you guys or tweet. And I have to say at this moment that we're recording, I can't remember any of my feedback oh, for man. the show. You got to Can you voice like like a voice, a voice memo? Note? Yeah. The weather was crazy, and you just had to be focused on the road, and then a little bit of attention listening to the podcast. Did you miss the the podcast? Did you miss being on the show? I just told you I listened to them. Well, I mean, did you miss you know being back here in Studio One A and recording this uh, the podcast? Is this how you and your wife talk? <laughs> like you're just begging for compliments? Yeah, I want you. To, <laughs> I want to know. I want to be wanted. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, I missed you yeah, guys. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, well, Docs, uh, I will reciprocate and say we missed you as well. No, uh, but I, I like doing the podcast much better than most other stuff in my life. Yeah, okay. So, All right. so I mean, it's what do you want me to say? It's a low bar for... Yeah, what do yeah. you want me to say? Okay. <laughs> low bar. All right, well, <laughs> well, Docs, glad to have, have you back. Uh, I enjoyed an exchange I had with you and uh, your dad, who uh, is a loyal listener. Uh, you guys... Mm-hmm. Help me with the agenda this week. So that that was really outstanding. Cool. I love that he's a loyal listener. I love when family members listen to the show. Um, Tested mm-hmm. your your family members follow the show? No, no, not at all. I don't get a lot of love at home. Oh, that's too then, bad. Then you can talk about them if you want. <laughs> yeah, go <laughs> ahead and throw. That's them the on best the thing about them listening, not listening. My yeah. dad and my younger sister listen to the show. They're huge fans. Uh, we could talk all we want about my mother and my older <laughs> sister. Right. I could talk about my mom, my brother. Um, I, 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 I've kind of brought up the family thing because my brother just reached out. 185 episodes in, my older brother, who has worked in the running industry, I think he would be interested in a lot of the topics we cover. He reached out and said, hey, uh, I'm starting to listen to podcasts. Uh, can you give me a couple <laughs> good ones? <laughs> so finally, uh, Brian is listening. My brother Brian's listening did to he, the show. Did he start listening, though? I, you know, I just sent him this a uh, couple days ago. You sent so. him the link, but you don't know if he's actually no, listening. No, I, I, I don't know yet. So uh, if, if he listens to this one, I'm sure it'll... It'll be a long time. Yeah, I know. Well, he's probably not going to go through all of them, but I gave him a couple of good ones. Well, if he wants to break the record yeah. for catching up in the shortest amount of time, that, that record is like Mike Wardian status. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's untouchable. It is, yeah. So, Brian, thank you for listening, but, uh, you know, it's going to be impossible to break. Don't it even try. Don't try. I mean, just listen at your yeah. own pace. Don't even try. Glad to have him finally on board, though. Almost 200 episodes in. Jeez, mm-hmm. man. man. Oh, man. All right, guys. Do we need to go back and edit any shows now that he's listening? <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you mentioned that. Let me think about that, and I'll get back to it. Okay. 
right. Uh, excited. Uh, next, we're we're gonna have a Bostonian in the in the room. He's gonna join us. I'm gonna ask him, and and he'll his his opinion will will end the debate once and for all. What the song of Boston is, okay? So that's going to be one of our questions for our next guest. Uh, he is the national sales manager for running performance footwear at Skechers. Dan Sullivan joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Tess, we are excited to be joined by the National Sales Manager of Running Performance for Men at Skechers. It's Dan Sullivan. Dan, how are you? Chris, I am fantastic, and I appreciate you know the ability to be here and well, meet with you guys. No, this yeah. is awesome. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, excited to have you in studio. I've wanted to have you in studio uh, to talk about you know footwear, the industry, Skechers now. You've been at Skechers for not too long, but also Boston. We talk a lot about Boston on this show, <laughs> and I think you are like an authority on Boston. A Bostonian, right? Bo- born and raised. Okay, where, born, were, where were you born? Where were you uh, born? I was born in Foxborough. Okay. Yeah, so we're the, the home stadium, of the... stadium, Farley. Yeah, yeah he was born in the stadium. New, right? The right. home of the New England Patriots. Right. Has, uh, has the stadium always been in Foxborough? I think way, when the Patriots started in the 1960s, they okay. were out of Fenway Park. They played originally okay. at Fenway Park, and then 19, early 1970s, they moved to Foxborough. Okay. And my dad was actually a scout for the Patriots, and that was one of the reasons why my family moved out to Foxborough. Okay. So kind of okay. in the early 70s when, when we were awful. They were, uh, <laughs> right. People don't know that. They're yeah. like, they're like you guys win it all. I go, you don't remember the 70s and 80s. I was a ball boy for the Patriots in the 80s. I'm like, we were awful for most of it. So. Who, who was the quarterback when you were a ball boy? Steve Grogan. Steve oh, Grogan. you should have oh, let nice. me guess. Yeah, I, I would have gotten right. that. Well, we got, we got to talk some Boston <laughs> okay. sports for sure. So right. we'll, we'll get into awesome. all that. Um, but but your dad was a scout, right? So you grew up kind of with a football football background. Yeah, football. Yeah, my dad was a high school, high school Foxborough High football coach, and back in those days, they had a part time job as working for the Patriots. Kind of funny that hmm. that wouldn't happen nowadays. But yeah, I grew up playing football. That was kind of my. Um, I, I went to college to play football. Quarterback uh, at, at Rhode Island. Well, I was. You know what? I I actually played defensive back. They okay. recruited me as a quarterback, but I wasn't good enough to play quarterback. So gotcha. I. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play defensive back there. And, All right. uh, was it was it tough to leave Boston to go to Rhode Island? And was that your only stint away from Boston? Um, you know, I went to a prep school. I went to a military prep school right out of high school. I went to West Point Prep Military okay. School. Ooh, I know somebody else who went yeah, there. Good friend of ours. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was thinking of going to play football at Army, okay. and then um, and then Rhode Island recruited me, and my sister was going to URI, and they recruited me to to come down there and play football for them. And I'm like, you know what, Rhode Island's awesome. It's an hour away from Boston, okay. so yeah, it was an easy transition. Were, so. you, were you a runner at that time? Did you run at all, or no? Uh, more of a, more just short distance, Stay more of a speed for, guy. Okay. Yeah, and just to, and to get in shape. You okay. know, it was the shorter distances, the track, 100, 200 type stuff, but never, yeah. never long distances. So you so. didn't really get into the running industry, and you're a veteran of the running industry for for. 20 plus years now but you did get in the running industry immediately you were a coach right exactly yeah I, I, uh, so I, I wanted to you know dad was a coach I'm like hey I think I want to get into the coaching aspect of it uh, so I did a little stint at URI when I graduated mm-hmm. uh, when I graduated then I, I went over to Harvard and I coached there for a year and a half under Tim Murphy Tim's okay. still the head coach over there right now um, and I, I coached the quarterbacks and receivers at Harvard for you know those those two seasons that I was there and uh and it was a great experience. It was an awesome experience, mm-hmm. but it was also an experience where I'm like, boy, uh, coaching is is very interesting. You put in a, hundreds of hours, yeah. and 
it, you know, college world is about the athlete. You know, it's right. less about the X's and O's as opposed to who do you recruit and who's playing for your team. So it was a great experience. And then I realized, I'm like, you know, maybe coaching is not my career path. Yeah. My career path is shoes, footwear, mm-hmm. health and wellness. Um, and I was always kind of that, I mean, in the 80s, if they had the term back then of sneakerhead, I was kind of that okay. sneakerhead <laughs> kid. I wanted the latest and greatest and was kind of always up on what was coming out and what the, what the latest and greatest shoe was. Was it just running shoes or all, all um, shoes? It was kind, kind of, of all shoes, okay. but I you know, I was definitely more into the running and, and, and health and fitness back in the, at that point. And that kind of drove me to um, to, to Saucony. Yeah. Um, you know, so I had a, a guy, two guys that I actually went to high school with working at Saucony and they loved it. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to get into the uh, the athletic footwear business and particularly running. And that mm-hmm. was kind of the start of my career back in 1996, 1997. So you worked at New Balance later on, a veteran of Saucony for, for a long time. Yep. Um, when did you become a runner? Um, you know, it's funny. <laughs> he never did come it's, Yeah, It's people, funny, it's funny how never, you set that yeah. up. People yeah. say that all the time. Well, you know, it's funny. Are you a runner? I'm, yeah. like, I'm not really a runner. Yeah. But I run every day. I You're run, a fit guy. I yeah. run two to five miles every day. Okay. Uh, I've never run a marathon. I've okay. run a few 10Ks, mm-hmm. a bunch of 5Ks every year. I'm actually training for my first half marathon okay. coming up, the LA marathon coming yeah. up in two weeks. Or almost two, three weeks. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's the LA. There's a marathon and a half marathon. Exactly. And, and March 24th, that Skechers headlines. Exactly. So that's very exactly. cool. You'll be so, out there. So for I've that. been training yeah. for that and running okay. for that. So, I've been a runner for a long right. time, but you know, I, I I wouldn't consider myself an elite runner or right. you know. And part of it is you know being on the product design and development side for so long. I always want to test out new products, whether it's our own brand, whether it was a Saucony or New Balance or Skechers or whatever the brand was, but also the competition. Hey, what's going on out there? And mm-hmm. trying to get an understanding of who's doing some really cool stuff, what's innovative, what's new and exciting. So that's always been part of you know part of the the challenge and part of the excitement of getting out there and testing the product. It's fun. This is a pretty fun industry yeah, to work in. We're v- you know? very lucky, and you've been in it for a while. You were seventeen plus years at Saucony. Tell us, tell us about that. You ha- had a number of different roles at Saucony. Right? Yeah, so I, so after I coached uh, football at Harvard, I, I went over to Saucony and I started in their outlet stores. You know, hmm. I, I worked in their outlet stores, um, and people always say, "Oh, I can't believe you, you you left that job to go work in in the stores." But the reality is, it taught me everything I even, I know today. The consumer, how they shop, retail, math, inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to know who our customer is and and our consumer as well. And you find that by working in the store. So I did that for a year. I worked at the Saucony stores for a year, and then I moved in internal into a customer service role. Um, Saucony at the time had a team called the TST team, Mm -hmm. technical support team, and it was a hybrid of customer service and like shadow rep or tech rep role, where you'd kind of do a little bit of both. So it taught me a lot of the marketing and sales aspects of it, but also taught me the customer service aspect as well and, and what the retailers are facing, the challenges they, they're facing, and the, and the credit and all that other right. stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you don't really know. So I did that for another year, and then I, um, and then I find out from there, I was like, all right, where's my passion? What do I want to do? Well, I love product. So I, I worked my way into a product management role at, um, at Saucony, and I was in that product role for, for probably about five years. Um, it, Managing different aspects of the business, understanding the product life cycles and and um, understanding how the development works and going to China and kind of mm-hmm. learning, you know, all the nuts and bolts that are involved. You went around. to China? Went to China. Yeah. Why, uh, why, uh, ch- Two people in the room have been to China. Yeah, yeah. well. Uh, Three yeah, people. Uh, I also went. Yeah. Have you been to China? Nope. 
Yeah, well, I think he went there to see the, the factories probably. Mm-hmm. The probably factories. Been to, he'd probably been there a number of times. Yeah, oh, yeah. I went there to see the Olympics, which mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, which was very, very cool. So uh, I think you're, you're a little bit unique that you were VP of product and VP of sales. So you have kind of the hybrid of both where yeah. most, I would say, a lot of industry folks stay in either product or stay in sales. Why were you able to jump back and forth? You know, it's interesting. So I remember being at talking for the first time, and, and one of the sales, you know, VP of sales guys came to me. He's like, hey, Dan, what do you think about being a you know regional manager mm-hmm. running a sales? And I'm like, well, I don't have any sales experience. And he's like, yeah, but you have a lot of product experience, and you're used to presenting to the consumers and retailers, and you know this business. I think it would be a great fit for you. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I went to my boss, who was a VP of product, and I said, would you ever take a sales guy into the product role, you know, and he goes, no, I wouldn't. They just don't know enough about, you know, mm-hmm. the other aspects of the business. So I was like, wow, but they would take a product guy into a sales, right. sales role. So from that point on, I was like, all right, I, I know I want to develop my career in, in product and get a really solid product base with the thought at some point, hey, is there a chance to move into the, the sales side of things to kind of round things out a little bit? Um, so most of my career has been on that product design, product marketing, product management background. And, um, and Saucony came to me, um, a f- you know, a few years back and, you know, offered me a- an opportunity to manage the sales team. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. I'm like, I don't have a lot of experience right. doing that. And, you know, the rationale was, and this is how it was explained to me, you have, you have um, it's not like I'm, I'm actually doing the selling on a day-to-day basis. I'm managing and leading an organization a and a team. Mm-hmm. And when it was pre- presented to me that way, I was like, hey, that's, that's been my background. And, and, uh, and if you can lead a team and you're working with teams, and if you look at my career, and you know, it's been about football teams and sports teams, yep. and, you know, there's a huge component to that type of leadership and in kind of understanding how teams work because it can't just be one person. It's got to be how the team works to make it make it really successful. Well, all that experience led you to Skechers, uh, where you've been uh, for for less than a year, right? How long have you been at Skechers? It's less than three months. Wow. Actually, yeah. Less so than I'm. Three <laughs> It wow. is. It is new. And, I got uh, some Skechers questions. I hope you can answer. Them. I, I, hope, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no. Um, it's been kind of a whirlwind, yeah. and it's one of these things where you know I wasn't like I was like, hey, knocking on a door right. to to leave or, or do anything like that. But it was kind of the right place and right time. And, and Skechers is a is a brand that has been in this business for this performance business for about five years, mm-hmm. and they're making some headway. But there's some challenges. There's some yeah. challenges with the brand. Um, and, and where they've been in the past. And, and they're like, hey, we're, not, we're, we're committed to this channel. We're committed to performance products. To running. We're committed to running. And mm-hmm. we want to bring more people in that can really get this thing elevated um, and, and move it in the right direction. We sponsor Houston Marathon. We sponsor LA Marathon. We have Meb. We have King Chez on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're committed to the space. And now they're like, all right, what do, what do we need to do? So they brought me in to run, you know, create a sales team, run that sales organization, but at the same time, work with our product team closely um, in terms of what are they delivering, when are they delivering it, how are they delivering it, what's going to make us unique in the marketplace? Because the marketplace doesn't need another, right. you know, X brand. They need something that's unique and different and um, and can create some value. So. Um, so for me, it's it's been pretty exciting. You know, yeah. I, I I I met with them and I was like, wow, they're 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 doing some really good stuff. I, I got to see the the design and development team, and these guys are legit. They've been in the space for a long time. They know what they're doing. I ran in the products, and I'm like, boy, I'm 
you know, I'm a believer. That's I'm a awesome. believer. You know, I said that before I, I came on. I'm like, hey, I want to try out your products and, and see if they're any good. And if they are, I, I want to definitely have a conversation. And I was overwhelmed by how, how good they were. And, um, and they're, they're a brand that's about investing, yeah. you know, investing in, in the people and investing in, into the product and, and, um, and, and, and growing it. So it, it's kind of, it's, it's new and there's challenges. It's going to be, there's challenges, yeah. there's going to be challenges, but, um, but we're not going to try to be everything to everybody. We're going to pick our partners and work with them closely and hopefully be great partners um, and, and grow this business. So. Well, everybody, I mean, most people know Ske- Skechers is a huge company, right? I mean, they, you know, you're a top five in the, in the world, maybe top 10 in the world in terms of making shoes, but not necessarily in the run space. So you mentioned Meb. I think a lot of folks who listen to this podcast were introduced to Skechers as a running brand in 2014 when Meb won the marathon yeah. in your shoes. Like, how important was that to your to your brand? I think it was, I think it was huge. I, I think it was even huge to me personally mm-hmm. because up until that point, I'd be at you know the expo and kind of walk by maybe right. the Skechers booth. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second, mm-hmm. what are they doing over here? Right. right. What is unique about this? And and. Uh, so I think having Meb win that race kind of put us on the map um, in terms of of just being an authentic, credible brand that's um, you know that wants to be in the space. And we're not just a brand that's saying, "Yeah, we'll be in when we want to be in and out when we want to be out." Hey, we're we're in, and we wanna we wanna figure out a way to to grow um, right. and help our partners grow as well. Well, I want to talk some Boston stuff. We mentioned the Boston Marathon, but just a couple more. Sorry, indulge me, guys, with a couple more geeky questions about uh, running and running specific uh, in our channel. Uh, You're apologizing about asking (laughs) questions on this podcast? Well, I mean, Tess, yeah, so so Dan, Tess obviously works in the the store. Docs, he... um, He's just a buddy who helps with the podcast. I have the equipment. Part. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he kind of gets bored. But one, one more question. So where do you think we are as a channel? I, I mean, I, I see a lot of emerging brands doing well on, for us, uh, Ultra, for us, uh, Diodora, for us. Hoka is no longer an emerging brand. Right, um, right. Is that the reason why you guys think you can be successful? Because there's more space for more, for more, more, more brands? Or is it? you guys can make superior product or is it a combination of both? I, I, I mean, think it's a combination of both. I don't think the consumer wants another Brooks right, type shoe, right. you know? Um, and I think we got to, the brands that you just mentioned all create a different unique value proposition mm-hmm. for the consumer. Um, so there's space there. I do think the world is different than it was five years ago where these consumers are open to new and emerging brands. If you satisfy their product needs, if you're creating something that's unique and different and, and game changing, mm-hmm. And I think those, exactly, those brands have done that. Um, and that's where I think we fit in as well. We've been at this five, six, seven years now. Um, I can't really speak to that prior product because sure. personally I've never run in it. Um, but what I do know is the product that is is out now and is coming out is different, unique, game-changing, and there's a place for us to be successful as well. The consumers are open to it. They're open to these new and emerging brands. So this, there's a spot for us. I think as a brand for us too, most brands have come the other way from performance right. in, into lifestyle and casual. We've been that other you brand. Dominate we, ca- that, that, that's la- been our, yeah. that's who we, lifestyle, you know, we're casual. a four yeah. and a half, five billion, billion. dollar brand. Right. We're right. massive right. and we do an amazing job at making product. Mm-hmm. Our, the, the management team, our, our leadership is incredible at the attention to detail. Our, our CEO, Robert Greenberg is, 
it's unbelievable what his attention to detail with the product is and making sure that we are creating the best product in all of these categories. And now it's like, all right, how do we get this this performance division to help elevate the brand, mm-hmm. help elevate the you know the brand persona and image, and it, hopefully it's going to help those other categories, you know, as they run their businesses. Um, but I think it's going to be really important for us. The interesting thing is, U.S. the Skechers in the U.S. is a little bit different than it is in Europe and Asia. In Europe and Asia, we're more of a performance brand. Hmm. Like we do more performance products. There, that's kind of our DNA over there. We're here. We're more more known as that comfort and casual and value type brand. Um, now it's trying to how do we how do we elevate the U.S. portion of that and get us to be known as that performance innovative brand and and I think with the the new innovations that we have, um, you know, I think we're we're on the right path. It's exciting. Well, I'm excited to run in your stuff. Um, you mentioned that you guys are about a four and a half billion dollar company, which allows you the uh, allows you the the opportunity to have. You know, folks like Meb and and Edward uh, Chez uh, run for you, but also other celebrity endorsers. Uh, Megan Trainer has been an endorser. Uh, I think she's a singer. I'm not a big. She is. <laughs> yep. She's been an endorser of, of Skechers. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard endorser of Skechers. Uh, mm-hmm. David Ortiz also a, uh, an endorser of Skechers. Big uh, Poppy. Yeah, Big Poppy. Which leads me, <laughs> which leads me to. Um, Back to Boston and your fandom of of the Red Sox and Patriots and Celtics and I mean it's just been an unbelievable run that the 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 Boston teams have been on in the last it seems like million years but you you said it's, it was only since 1980 or you know may, maybe it's been since 19 maybe it's only been the 2000s 2000 right? 2000 I feel like it's been way longer than that. Um, when when they won the Super Bowl in two thousand and one over the Rams, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. that's what started it. You've you've had the opportunity to see great sporting events. I know you're a big fan, and you've told me told right, me this, we went to we went to the Red Sox. We, last we went year to the Red Sox yes. game together, and you told me an amazing story of you at the Red Sox. And I, you got to share this story <laughs> uh, to 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 our audience and, uh. and, and our crew here. When you went to a World Series, was it a World Series game? It was the uh, it was the ALCS. Okay. It was the American League Championship Series against the Detroit Tigers mm-hmm. back in 2013. It was uh, yeah. All right, can I? All right, I'll try to keep yeah. this. I'll keep, okay. this, keep try it. to keep it brief. Yeah. Okay. So um, so my wife calls. She has an opportunity. She calls me up. She goes, Hey, I got two tickets to the ALCS game. Do you want to go? And I'm with my brother on the golf course. I'm like, yes, I want to go. Of course. So we left the golf course, drove right into Fenway Park. Um, it was in October, obviously. Um, and we, we, you know, we're trying to find our, our ticket, our seats, and we're sitting front row, third base side. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. unbelievable. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And, um, and there's a guy sitting next to me, and there's a bunch of guys sitting next to me, and they're, they, they, my brother's like, they look a little like out of place because they're wearing like leather jackets. I think they have sunglasses on. It's like a night game. Right. Yeah, they, they kind of look like a little bit of a celebrity. I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Well, you gotta go ahead. Go ahead. So you know, it's so funny. So I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be like, hey, who are you? You know. So I'm just talking. The guy's super friendly next to me. He's he's keeping score of the game. Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out of my. He's keeping score in his book, and he he has to go to the bathroom, and I'm you know he he missed a play, and he goes, hey, what? I'm like, oh, it was an E2, and he goes, oh, you know baseball? I'm like, yeah, I know baseball. I I played in high school. And he goes, hey, do you mind? I gotta go to the bathroom. You mind keeping score for me? I'm like, yeah, no. sure. So I'm keeping score, and we're just we're we're just having a conversation. And then um, over the 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 loudspeaker or whatever the the stereo system over this, he goes, ah, oh, finally they're playing my song. And I'm like, oh, I go, you 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 like Pearl Jam? And he goes, no, no, that's that's me. That's my song. 
And I go, like, what are you, what, like, what? I go, you're not Eddie Vedder. He goes, yeah, I am. I go, no effing way are you ready like there's no way he goes yeah i am i go no bullshit you know right. i don't know if i can say that on the uh, yeah it's Sorry. perfect no it's perfect with uh, an eddie vetter story yes yeah, it's fine. yes <laughs> keep talking so <laughs> so he he's like absolutely that's me so i'm like evidence you know let me see yeah. the license you know so he, he you know sh- is showing me all this stuff and he was the most amazing guy i mean the conversations we had i mean the story goes on and on and on so at one point during the game he has his iphone he goes oh my god he goes, look at this. So I, he shows me his phone, and it says, the, it said the boss. And he goes, guess yeah, who yeah. that is? I go, what? That, like Bruce Springsteen? He goes, yeah. He goes, they just showed me on TV, and Bruce Springsteen's watching this, watching the game at home, and texted me. He goes, how cool is that? The boss texted me. I go, that means he saw me too. I go, that's so cool. Yeah. And uh, so he, he was just. It, and it's funny. I mean, the conversation goes on. And he's showing me. He's like, oh, the boss just, you know. It, we got to go to a game in Boston with, uh, with Dan. He can tell on. the whole so, story. Because it, it just went it on, and on. on and on. It and went on and on. And, and, on. You and have it, literally, this guy it was just, you know, like, it was like a one My brother's like, my brother's sitting over here. My brother's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm like, nobody. Yeah. And we just had this conversation that was just, like, ongoing the whole time. And he wasn't talking to anybody else. And, and um. And the, you know, he goes, what are you doing tomorrow? And this is Sunday night. No. And I go, I'm working. I, I got to go to work. He goes, no, no, tomorrow night. What are you doing? I'm like, nothing. And he goes, you want to come to my concert? He goes, I'd love to have you backstage, come backstage, go to my concert. And I'm like, this is amazing. And he goes, how many tickets you want? I go, two. He goes, two? That's so lame. He goes, you got to get like at least four or eight. Yeah. I go, all right, I'll take eight. Yeah. So he gives, he's like, call this number and, you know, and they'll leave eight and we'll call for you. And I'm thinking it's not going to happen, you know. But the conversation goes on and on. And and um, and uh, needless to say, we're, Red Sox are losing like 5-1. And Big Poppy hits the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth, hits a grand slam to tie the game up. It's 5-5. And it was just like this most amazing game ever and we ended up red sox ended up winning it in the bottom of the nine of course they did, six to five guys yeah six yeah. to five and then he was like they were escorting him into the locker room and he's like come on like hey come on we're gonna go and my brother i should, probably should have told my brother what was going on because my brother was like you ignored him ignored. <laughs> and then they were like they wouldn't let my brother in and then i was like i should have went and i ended up coming back and 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 that was that was kind of the the story so one, he was an absolutely unbelievable, gracious, amazing person, and um, you know, he—I was just like, wow, I was awestruck by what a what a regular nice guy this guy was. And and then we went to the concert; the tickets were amazing. We were right there, and yeah, he was he was spectacular. So uh, I, I knew you were going to tell that story. It's so crazy that Doc wears a Nirvana shirt. Whoa, whoa. I know. <laughs> that was but like Pearl, the same genre. I was Pearl, Pearl Jam is my favorite band, and Eddie Vedder is my hero. Oh, yeah. he's, a, so he's a god. I, I knew that as soon as you started telling the story about the guy keeping score. I was like, yeah. I know where this is going. He yeah. showed me his room. Like He has a room in his house that's all about baseball. Have you been to his house? No, no, no unfortunately <laughs> not. But it was, it, was, it was just amazing, the, um, the, the, the stuff he shared with me. You know, mm-hmm. He showed me pictures of his kids, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I'm like, hey, I got kids the same age. Like, We're kind of right. like twins. And he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, not really. Goes, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a superstar. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he, it, was, it was just really cool. It was really cool at him showing me the ball. He goes, this guy's a superstar. I go, dude, you're, you're a superstar. Know. <laughs> you know, uh, after that, Bruce Springsteen and, and Eddie Vedder were, they, or Pearl Jam, they were in Boston at the same time. They've actually gone to the game. Yes. Like a playoff game together. So the funny thing is last year, um, so last year we got the same tickets mm-hmm. and my wife calls and she goes, oh my God, we got the f- four tickets. I'm like, same sp- same front row. I'm like, this is great. And she goes, yeah, do you want to take the boys? And I had to work late. I was like, you know what? I got so much 
to do, I go, why don't you take the boys, uh, you know, or, or it was actually not, I have three boys and a daughter. And I go, you know what, you take my daughter and two of the boys and I'll go to my son's baseball thing. And, uh, and I go, wait a second, they're playing the White Sox. Um, oh, wait, uh, is he a, he's a, he's a Cubs, Cubs fan. fan. Excuse me, Cubs. Because he's he, um, he, a Cub fan and they're playing the Cubs. I'm like, wait a second. And I call my wife up and I'm like, you think Eddie Vedder might be at this game? <laughs> and she goes, no way. So she sits down. And who who's there? Eddie yeah. Vedder. Yeah. And really? They have the conversation. She's like, oh, my God, you sat next to my husband. He goes, oh, my God. I, You know, because there was like a picture of us in the Boston Globe when when uh, when uh, Big Poppy hit the Grand Slam of him, like, hugging me. Because everybody was like, no we way. Got, and I'm like, track it, down it was, that picture. We got to track down was, that picture. Uh, if you've got that picture, you got to oh, send it got, to it. Yeah, gotta, you got to send it to next so time, we'll it Next time you guys have those tickets and you have four tickets, give me a call, please. Well, <laughs> the, yeah, the three of us would be happy to go. Yeah. So it, it ends up you, your wife now sits with Eddie Vedder and the nicest guy ever to, to your wife and kids, right? Oh, yeah. He, he, he like, just legendary. To, like, so um, – Who's the? I can't think of the third baseman for the Cubs. He's amazing. But anyway, Chris they hit, Bryant or no? Yeah, Bryant. Yeah. He hits a foul ball, and the ball girl gives it to my son. And Eddie goes, "Can I have that?" And Eddie wrote Eddie wrote on it like Chris Bryant, the date. He wrote everything on the ball, mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty amazing. It was pretty. So he, my son came home with the ball, and it was signed. And Eddie Vedder signed it. You know, <laughs> he crazy. gave him the ball. And I'm like. Um, and they took a ton of pictures together, and he was just like the most gracious guy. My wife was like, "Oh my god, this guy's absolutely amazing!" So wow, pretty spectacular. He's uh... amazing. Um, were we talking about shoes? I forget what we were talking about here. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Yeah. Keep going. So, so I actually came back just behind the scenes. I, I mm-hmm. came back from from seeing Dan last year in Boston. Uh, at the marathon, and uh, I, t- I told Docs, I was like, we got to have this guest. He's got an amazing story, <laughs> and this was the guest. Oh, so oh yes. Yeah, okay. This is the guest. Yeah, so Dan's the guest. So, Man, I've waited a long a time. A year. Sorry, I know. sorry yeah, Docs. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so just uh, amazing, amazing Boston stories. I mean, just amazing run for, for you and your kids in Boston who are sports fans, so jealous. Um, but we've had this debate on the show, and this is stupid here too. So sorry, Dan. I and mean, we've talked about some good stuff about Skechers, but uh, d- yes, yeah, no, no, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. We've we, we've had this debate on the show, what the song of Boston is, and I have I have uh, professed. I believe it is. No, don't say anything. Okay. Like, let yeah, him come up. Okay, with yeah. okay, all right. So we we've come up with five songs, and and he's going to laugh and say these are the worst songs ever. No, for, no, no. For, the for one the that I tell you, and yeah. and it's it's very fitting now. So go ahead. And all right, all right. So all right. So the five songs of Boston that we have are. No, 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 okay. no, no. Just tell us your dirty water. Bang. Yeah. Perfect. So that Which was, also yeah. happens yeah. to be the fan favorite yeah, it was for yeah. the record. And. That was the one that, that Eddie Vedder submitted because when I saw them play in Fenway, they played Dirty yep. Water. Yeah, all right. Yep. So Dirty it Water. It comes full circle. All right. I want to so, hear the other ones, though. So the what other they, ones were the More Than a Feeling, Boston. Yeah. Um, uh, Sweet Caroline. Um, yep. Which, you know. Seventh inning stretch. Uh, yeah, seventh inning stretch. Uh, it was – these are – the other ones are terrible. Augustina, Boston. Um which is a poppy new new song. Keep, that, keep in yeah. mind the song, the two songs by the band Boston and and Augustina <laughs> Boston. These are songs that Farley thinks that nobody else thinks. So don't uh, be polite. Be Dropkick drop Murphys uh, shipping up to Boston. Yep. that one is that, that was a, that's yeah. a close second. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think there was one other one that was on our list. We had a listener write in the Cheers theme song. Yeah, John wrote that one. I right, take that. that. That's, that's good. That's yeah. a, so, uh, so your list would be your top three would be 
uh, Dropkick Murphys would make it yep. in there, uh, shipping up to Boston. And is there a third? Is it Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond? I mean, Neil Diamond. It's Neil, Neil Diamond isn't a Boston guy. Somehow Boston no, adopted right. that, yeah, that right. song. He's as a New York the, guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. All right. So he, he well, identified the top two. That's fine. Two are good. Those yeah, two are good. Yeah, yeah. That song is about Caroline Kennedy. Oh, is it? and she's okay. she's a New England girl, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Kennedy's yeah. are New yeah. England, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Dan, uh, amazing stories. We could talk uh, a Boston. Oh, uh, 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 you know about uh, Eddie Vedder. The sports some more. sports teams in uh, Boston are so f- just maddening to me as a Washington sports fan. But uh, congratulations! I feel really re- you 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 and your kids are very very lucky because it's been an unbelievable do you, run. Do you think like when this well dries up, your kids are going to be like right. spoiled? They're going to be like, oh, we haven't won a championship in a year. I know. <laughs> it's funny because I had that conversation. I have that conversation every Super Bowl with them. Like, okay, yeah. this it could be the last. <laughs> Dad, you said that last year. Yeah. You said that the year before. <laughs> they're like, we've only known, you know, because my exactly. oldest is 15 and my youngest is 10. Right. So they're like, we, we, exactly. don't, we don't know anything but this. They only live like, in a world where Boston I is know, good. I know. It's yeah. crazy. So. Yeah, well, yeah, well, hopefully DC can get some of that. He's a Philly fan. I know. It's um, been a good week. Been, yeah, well, it's been yeah. a good Harper. You've had a good mm-hmm. couple years, yeah. too. So uh, hopefully DC because can get I some love hockey, here. Yeah. You know? um, well, Dan, um, I, I, one, one, other, uh, one other question. Well, let's, let's go back to Skechers. Um, you're at this. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we did want to talk about Skechers here. Perfect. So you're, at this, you're at this company who um, is. is not apologetic, and they're put themselves out there. So, did you see the recent ad about the Zion Williamson shoe where it said "just blew it"? Yes. <laughs> how, do, how do you feel as someone who works for uh, Skechers? We'll tweet out the link uh, at Pace the Nation of this ad that they ran in the New York Times recently. That's that had the the broken shoe, and uh, Skechers says "just blew it." How do you feel about that? I, I mean, I love it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's ballsy. Yeah, it I is. think it's I I think it's I think it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's. It's um, it's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's what Skechers does. You know, we market. We tell the story. Um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's beautiful. You yeah. know, and I know a lot of other brands would probably shy away from something like that, but I think that's what makes us unique and special. And and we're not afraid to to shout about you yeah. know about us you know and i think that's i think it's i thought it was awesome when yeah. i saw it i was wow. like wow this is pretty cool well you're gonna do you're gonna do awesome stuff there excited that you're with the brand what's what's next so you got the you guys have the the marathon uh march 24th in in la yep. so sketchers headlines that i'm sure you'll have a nice uh you'll do some stuff at the boston marathon what what's coming yep. up running run yeah yeah guys? so we'll be we'll be at the boston marathon yeah. we have some great new shoes that are yeah. are hitting the market we have the shoe the razor three that's just been selling out for us which has awesome. been awesome and we'll be doing marathon editions of the shoes for la and boston coming up and then chicago and new york um as we get later in the year this year cool. um yeah so you know a lot of good stuff going on a lot, a lot lot happening in our space um some new and exciting products that are hitting the marketplace that we're excited about and and we got some industry events coming up as well mm-hmm. um you know uh, obviously the running event at the end yep. of the year but um you know just some uh, a lot of a lot of things happening. Good. So, well, you guys are good. committed to running. Excited that you're on board uh, with Skechers. Really appreciate you spending the time. I'm excited to run in a pair of your shoes very soon. Very cool. Thank you, Dan. Awesome. Really appreciate you joining us. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. All this right. has been awesome. This has been great. Awesome. There he goes. That's Dan Sullivan. He's a, of Skechers. He joined us here on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. <laughs> 
All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Dan Sullivan for joining us on today's program. He is the national sales manager of Performance Men's Run at Skechers. Um, awesome to talk to him about the industry, about his previous stops in the industry, about Skechers, and about Boston. Wait, we talked to him about all that stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I totally forgot about everything. I was yeah. just like picturing myself sitting next to Eddie Vedder scoring a baseball game. <laughs> I, um, I was excited to see your reaction about that story, which he told me a year ago. And uh-huh. I, I came back from Boston after telling me that story, and I said, you, you got to be on our show to tell that. My, our co-host is one of my good buddies who's just – the biggest, literally, I think the biggest Pearl Jam fan. There I is. am the biggest Pearl Jam uh, fan. You literally, ever. yeah, you are. Um, and uh, I, I said at the time to you, Docs, I think it was like, I've got this secret guest you, that we're going to bring on. I don't remember exactly. You previewed what it on the show, so like our loyal listeners might even remember you promising. It was such a vague promise, right? Yep. And you gave nothing about it. I had no <laughs> idea what it was. Uh, yeah. To the point where I was like, you got to tell me because I can't wait. Because you said it was going to be like six months. I was like, right. I can't wait six months. I actually forgot about that yep. whole thing. Yeah. Well, he was the... It, yeah, you he didn't disappoint. You never would have guessed he would have been the secret secret guest. But Dan, <laughs> <laughs> or that that was the story. Yeah. That yeah. Was, yeah just a ridiculous, ridiculous story about Eddie Vedder. But really, and, the fact that it's happened twice. I know. Not just once, I know. twice. It's crazy. To the same family. I need yeah. those seats. I, I know. Dan, if you're listening back to the show, uh, we need those seats. We're serious, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care if you guys don't go. That's fine. We <laughs> right. can pick another activity. Right, right. If he's got one seat and Farley goes and sits next to Eddie Vedder, I'm going to be so mad yeah that would be unfair yeah Um, we could we could pick another activity yeah uh well awesome to have dan join us uh what a charmed boston life those guys have (laughs) well his kids i I think dan dan he was saying he remembers when the patriots weren't good his dad was a scout for the patriots Mm -hmm. Um, Probably the reason they weren't good was because his dad was moonlighting as a scout. Oh, Primary no, no. worried about developing high school, high school talent. Yeah. And if I have time, I'll go get some talent for the big team. Yeah. Can you name a couple Patriots from that time? Um, I could name them. Yes. Good question. Can you name the two quarterbacks? What do you mean the two quarterbacks? The, the two Patriots quarterbacks of note back then. He mentioned one. Uh-huh. And I know Carter is just dying to, to answer this question. Uh, the other is Tony Eason. So Steve Grogan, oh, Tony yeah, Eason. Of yeah, course yeah. you knew that. Uh, I, I just so, completely blanked. I, I can't believe it. You're, you're too much into Eddie Vedder land here. Um, <laughs> what yeah. sports? Yeah, exactly. And how funny, Tess, that he's wearing a Nirvana shirt today. How he fitting. In, how, I know. How fitting is that? Yeah. Uh, that that uh, I, I was... I was like, at first, I, when it, when I saw Doc's Day, I was like, is that the band? Because I couldn't think of it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, that's how. I would have worn I would have worn a Pearl Jam shirt today, actually. Yeah. Uh, but none of them fit me anymore because <laughs> I don't run anymore. Yeah. So. Well, well, you you should be fired up and inspired now that you know yeah. that you're going to get those seats at some point to sit next to any better and yeah. go for a run. Um, all right. Well, thanks to Dan. Uh, excited to try out some Skechers shoes uh, here in the near future. So. Guys, I mentioned uh, I, I mistakenly made a list the other day. So we were at the all-staff meeting for Pacers mm-hmm. last week. Now, by all-staff... Well, you were out of town. You were invited. <laughs> you were invited. You definitely were invited. I was thought about... Yeah, yeah. Okay. yes. Right. Uh, so all-staff... Is there uh, food at the all-staff meetings? There was food. 
Um, what kind of food was it? We had Shake Shack. Shake Shack, yeah. Ugh, Shake Shack, yeah. Man. Alan was there. So we had vendors there. Alan was there. We had um, vendors. All our shoe vendors were there, which was really cool. Um, and so it was a little bit different than our all staffs meeting, all staff meetings in the past. So since the vendors were there, I wanted to thank them for being there. And so I start listing off the vendors that are there. Who did you forget? <laughs> exactly. So the one vendor I forgot is a loyal listener to the podcast. Uh, so Alex Feldman from Deodora. From Deodora. Yes, from Deodora. <laughs> I did not mention. And so Alex comes up to me after the show, or after the after the event, and says, "See, Docs was right. You should never make lists. <laughs> you totally forgot me, and I am offended. And I was just completely embarrassed. So Alex, please accept my apology. Uh, Docs was right. Mm-hmm. Um, lists, <laughs> not a great idea. But because of." Just because of that fact that exactly. you could miss. Exactly. But let's make a list of all the times when you making a list was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, there are. I, That's see, at the top of the list. But I think that I think we yeah. could fill out a pretty long list. Uh, see, you're 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 trying to trap me here. You're trying to trap me with with another list that I'm going to make a mistake about. No, but this is this is a list of all the times you've made a mistake. Yeah, I'm not I'm not falling for your trap here. <laughs> I just wanted to officially apologize to Alex. I thought it was very funny that you know I. Of any rep who listens to the show, mm-hmm. you know, you got to at least mention them. You know, I hope that all reps listen to the show. But, uh, yeah, he, he was he was so glad to give me a hard time and, <laughs> and give Doc's props. So, Alex, I I like there, there you go. Uh, you've been mentioned. Thank you for your support. Uh, Diodora is a great, uh, a great supporter of Pacers running and Pace the Nation. And also, Diodora had the best booth. They do. They they do make awesome. They do have awesome booths mm-hmm. at the running event. They really did have a mm-hmm. great booth there. Uh, we're gonna get Brian from Diodora on the show uh, soon. I know he's he's upset that he hasn't been asked yet. I, I've asked him, but he hasn't been on yet. All right. So we talked a little football with with Dan. Uh, I want to talk a little more football since, of course, this is Pace the Nation. Uh, Johnny Manziel in the news. Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy winner from Texas A and M. Uh, he's in the news not because of his football exploits no. or performances, but his well, wife. Well, that's not true. He actually is in the news because you know what? He got I got, a, the- I, I got a theory on that too. I got a theory on that. But okay. let's let's talk about this okay. uh, th- this story that came out that his wife uh, cheated in a half marathon, uh, the Divas Half Marathon. Mm-hmm. It was a half marathon in vineyards through California. Uh, I believe it's called. Timucula, California. Is that a place? Timucula, California? Anyways. Mm, you nailed it. You so got it totally Diva, right. The Divas Half Marathon. Uh, her name is Bree Manzel. So they have her splits for the first half of the race. Okay? And she runs 14.22 per mile mm-hmm. for the first half of the race. For, for 6.4 for six, six miles. For a total gun time of 132.14. Mm-hmm. She finishes the race. The second half. The second half. Mm-hmm. She finishes. Somehow, all of a sudden, she goes from 14.22 pace to 9.06 pace and finishes just below two hours for the entire right. race. Now, this might be hard for people to grasp. So the 9.06 pace is not what she ran over the last half marathon. 
that's what her final average was. Right. So in order to get to 906 pace for the for overall from 1422, she had to run six straight four minute miles. What? <laughs> right. Right. So six straight four minute miles, which would mm-hmm. be faster attention than seeking, the, attention yeah. grabbing, <laughs> which would be faster this. than the men's no, the, uh, 10k the, world record. The women's world record for one mile okay. is 4:12:56. Yeah. So which is. <laughs> Which is insane, and so she she would have to run faster than the world record, <laughs> not not for one mile, right. but six straight miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously, so you can see the course, and there's a Deadspin article. So it, it it made more than just Marathon Investigator. So Derek Murphy, of course, covered the story, but then it it got viral and went on Deadspin and was 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 pretty much everywhere. The the sites I check everywhere is the sites I check, um, but. And it's probably on Runner's World, Track and Field News, uh, USATF, because we have a uh, natural world-class runner on our hands. Well, obviously, if she ran four-minute pace for the last <laughs> yeah. six miles. Uh, th- Someone get her a contract. <laughs> the, the funny thing, the, the crazy thing to me is that she said afterwards, though, that she was upset by people questioning her time yeah exactly she was incredulous that people exactly. would actually question her time that's why it's a story she said it's sad and pathetic that people would accuse her <laughs> yeah. of cheating she's delusional it's awesome she said i'm a full-time athlete and train all year every year and then yes. she goes on to say anyone knows me knows i hate cardio yeah. well that doesn't make much sense <laughs> yeah, all right so you're, you're a full-time athlete who trains all year every year fine okay that's the best but part. then i hate well, cardio, cardio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that she of course has the social- well that's why she went so slow for the first half yeah <laughs> she has a social media picture of herself um really cool pink outfit i'll give her that but uh with with a with a glass of wine uh showing off her medal but i mean you can tell on the course where she could have cheated oh definitely and 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 split split off but, but can we can we say like i i think this is one of the things about even even our good friend mr murphy yep. uh i don't think we necessarily have to call these people cheaters i i think it's clear that the the course was there was an extra loop test mm-hmm. uh that would be very easy to miss and the signage wasn't very good and when you're that far back in the pack, everybody out there are people actually coming okay. in and finishing. So I, I, I think it's just a misunderstanding. I so know it's very possible that she thought that she completed the whole race, especially yeah. you know what if she's not wearing a watch or sure. something that's tracking everything. Yeah. She yeah. thinks she's done everything right, and she's exhausted after six and a half. And miles. it doesn't look like she's <laughs> wearing a watch in the picture. You're right. Okay. So um, so she didn't necessarily cheat, but she definitely didn't run the full half marathon. Right. Well, so okay. Maybe she didn't intentionally. Right. Okay. I, I didn't think. Ab- I, I didn't think about that. I, I just saw her being so vociferous about her, you know, I, doing the right thing afterwards, which I thought was just so absurd that I, any any person could say that she did not run four minute pace for the last. And there's a good recovery from that, saying like, "Oops, like yeah, exactly. I took the that? wrong turn and it right. happened." And right. Oops. Say, like, well, I didn't. I didn't cheat. I didn't set out to cheat. I must not have run the whole course, but we did raise a lot of money for charity. So, uh, you know, and then it's not a story. And And then it's not a story. Exactly. But I think, I think that she's, she felt like backed into a corner, like a wild animal (laughs) 
And wild know, animals that hate cardio. Saying, cheater, cheater, cheater. Well, here's my here's well, what my, animals hate cardio? Sloths. Oh, here's my theory. Possums. Here's my theory, though. So her husband, Johnny Manziel, squirrels, one of the most famous CFLers out there. Canadian Football League players, mm-hmm. if not the most famous Canadian Football League. Well, I don't think I could name a single other Canadian right. so Football exactly. League player. So exactly. So he's probably the most famous Canadian Football League player. He had just been cut by his team because he failed some sort of test. So like a I, drug test, a drug test, or something. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a campaign of distraction from that, where everybody's going to talk about her and his his wife and. Look how ridiculous this is. So people don't talk about his again failed either whatever. T- t- I'm speculating here. Drug te- whatever it was, his failure in this professional football league. Well, he had, he had a. Uh, so that's my theory. Big recreational drug problem. He did. Yep. And he um, failed in the NFL, and now he failed in the CFL. So this campaign of distraction kind of takes the heat off. But him. is it? But does it? I mean, do, do, are these like a take one story or the other? I, I feel like these two stories don't really overlap. In the uh, sports sphere, like programs like us, latch on to the right. marath- the half marathon cheater, and then other programs which we won't mention, uh, you know, on on networks that we won't mention. The other podcasts you recommended to your brother, right? Yeah, that they might latch on to the Johnny Manziel part of the story. I don't really feel like her actions in a road race. Uh, are just dist- are distracting anybody from talking about Johnny Manziel. In fact, I feel like if you bring up her story, then you'll just kind of like we did, kind of mention transition. No, you just say like uh, former Canadian Football League. Like we would not have talked about the Manziel story in the Canadian Football League on this program right. if his wife That's didn't true. cheat. So, so that brought attention to it. You're right. So I don't I don't think that you're wrong about that. Was the intention. I just think like a lot of things in, in Johnny Menzel's life that that was misguided. Right. Okay. All right. Fair point. Um, the, the bottom line here is she didn't run the whole. She didn't. She didn't run the whole race. No. She run 13.1 miles, um, even though she says that um, she was just doing it for charity and she was so upset, like how people are upset with her and she wasn't trying to get an amazing time. So she was basically like, you know, forget all you people. Um, stop hassling me. Mm-hmm. People get upset. People get upset. Derek Murphy. No, people get upset when 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 people cut the course. Man, it 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 gets people really fired up. So, but I I I, I can sympathize with her as well. That if she didn't know what she was doing, and she's yeah. she's completely clueless about running, and if if she thinks that you know she ran six straight sub four minute miles, <laughs> maybe maybe she's so clueless she thinks she probably did. Yeah, could be. Um, it really struck a chord with your dad though too. He um, he uh, was was interested in this story. Well, my dad's given up his retirement passion project of getting letters to the editor published in the Washington <laughs> Post. This is his new dream, being mentioned on Pace the Nation. Nice. Yeah. So well, he he uncovered this story and he wants to get some props. All right. Well, Should we create a letters to the editor section yeah. of the show? <laughs> well, here it is, right here. Yes, letters to the editor. <laughs> Uh, we need a theme song. Mr. Mr. Dox is the first one on. It's not his name. Uh, but yes, Mr. Dox, thank you for your, thank you for your your loyal uh, listening for to your the show. contribution yeah, for your contribution. How many times has he been published in uh, Washington Post? Uh, probably like four times, wow. something that's, like that's that. That's impressive. But he j- he like when he first retired, man, he was writing them every day, every week. <laughs> 
Well, he knows it's a dying media, so he's going after the podcast, uh, which pod- is the new Yeah, he wants the new to reach age. The, yep. the, the hip. The I kind of feel like there's something more hip than whatever we're doing. <laughs> probably, probably is. Um, all right. Um, I didn't uh, mention this in the, uh, the rundown, uh, but another thing that... Uh, you know how I feel about surprise Do- topics. Docs and his... Um, and his dad were kind of giving me a hard time about. They want an update on the door. Oh yeah. Ooh. <sighs> yes. So good call. My my dad's s- trying to make this a, like a Home Depot podcast if we can. <laughs> so, some some weeks ago, uh, my son locked me in the bathroom with mm-hmm. my other son, and I had to call my neighbor, and he came and saved the day. And um, so, uh, Mr. Docs, uh, not his name, the other day asked for an update on what's going on with the door, mm-hmm. and. To no one's surprise, nothing has happened since that time. So right. weeks ago, the, the the bathroom door was uh, somehow it, it came off the hinges, broke. We couldn't move it. My neighbor came in and he moved it far enough for us to get out. It has been stuck in that state since that happened. Oh, so really? nothing has moved since. So, Tess, uh, this will come as no surprise, but I don't think the full picture was painted for us. Uh, <laughs> oh, I man. actually went over today and investigated. I let him in my house to see it. Oh, I, I did a little bit of uh, uh, research for the story. Okay. And I think the first most important thing for everybody to understand is this is a pocket door. Right. Okay. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, exactly. I mean, that changes that something. That really changes Well, that. yeah, it does, but I think it probably lets me off the hook. No, it doesn't. No. It no. doesn't. <laughs> oh, no. Because there was more investigation. Okay. Uh, so the way the door works is in the wall, there's a, a small metal bar. And the door pushes, when you, when you slide the door closed, there's a little hook inside the door that, that pushes in and then latches around that bar. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it stays latched. And then on either side of the door, there's a white button that you can press to unlatch that and then slide the door open. I think that's an, a good, good description. Okay. Okay. On the inside of the door, uh, inside the bathroom, there's another white button that you can press that, that prevents the door from being unlocked on the outside. Right. Okay. So... The lock is in the inside, uh, in, in, inside the bathroom on this door. Which is c- counter to what I said because my Correct. son... You said it locked the, the outside. ...locked us in. I don't yeah. know how that's possible then. I, he locked us in. I swear. He um, didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, w- what could have happened was you, you're saying that the, the pocket door came off of its... Uh, um, tracks. Mm-hmm. So when it came off of the tracks, it's possible that the orientation of the door, when you press the the button on the inside, when you pressed it in, it didn't release the latch. That's probably what happened. Okay, I could see that. Um, but it's it is broken. You can at least give me. No, I I was able to lock it from the inside and unlock it, and you were able to slide the door. Oh, I didn't try to do that. Okay, yeah. I wasn't I, like we okay. have to record. I wasn't gonna get like call your neighbors <laughs> and ask you them to come get, get me out. You weren't gonna get locked into. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
There's um, only so much I'm willing to do for a story. So the bottom line Also, is, I don't think Julie knew that I went over to check it out. No. So uh, I didn't want her to come home and, and rescue me and yeah. find out that... <laughs> yeah, that would have been Yeah, that would have been a little bit awkward. Um, and she, opened, she opens the door and be like, so, uh, didn't text me back about your hometown, <laughs> right, huh? Right, right. <laughs> well, so... I, I'm. I think I'm a little bit. Val- you can say the door is broken, though. I'm validated in that sense, right? Uh, maybe I don't have to throw it out, but well, the the idea of you throwing a door away because <laughs> the, because you got locked in was was completely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I would say that ultimately, uh, what you could do. Well, I think if if it's really off the the tracks, which I didn't notice that, and I did slide the door a little bit, but I I didn't fully close it um i just figured out how the mechanics work uh at the very least you can replace the hardware and keep the door there as long as the door still still works on the tracks all right we're getting too much into being a home depot show here Mm -hmm. so um yeah maybe just just can, can i have your dad come over my my dad would love it um, okay, I'm I'm really having a hard time with a handyman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really I really am, and I mean I you know uh, this is you know me kind of reaching out to the pace the nation nation to help me out mm-hmm. because I really am having a hard time. But maybe your dad could take a take a look see at it and then well, give me some advice. I'm sure he would love to okay. do that. All right, let's do that. Um, we just we we just as a pace the nation nation would like you to admit that how ridiculous it is that you were going to throw the whole door away. <laughs> All right, Can we was, get that from you? My ego was speaking a little bit there, probably. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Okay. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Trying to find a way to switch topics as quickly as possible. Uh, we've got uh, a, a number of great road races coming up, guys. Uh, March 16th and 17th, you can run the Four Courts Four Miler on the 16th. Uh, that's in Courthouse, Clarendon area, right in front of uh, right in front of Four Courts, and then you can run the St. Patty's Day 10K on Sunday, which is March 17th. Actually, St. Patty's Day, so that's going to be a festive, awesome event, festive, awesome weekend. So you can run them both. You can win medals for both races. You can actually get a third medal if you run all three, all two of them, and you get three medals. So. Uh, very cool series of events. You can go to uh, runpacers.com backslash races, sign up today. All right, there was a number of, of races that caught my eyes in the last couple weeks. Um, first off, I wanted to, to talk about uh, what Drew Hunter did at USATF's. Uh, that, that race was, Indoor Nationals was in New York a couple weeks ago. And Drew Hunter, who is from Loudoun Valley, uh, Loudoun Valley High School, uh, he was somehow in the slow heat of the event. And uh, the way these races work, you get a seed time and you have a fast heat where generally the winner of the uh, race comes from because all the faster folks are in the fast heat. And then you have a slow heat, um, which you can score from. You can, uh, if you beat the times of the the other folks in the fast heat, you can, uh, you can win out of the slow heat. But that generally does not happen. And usually the slower heats go first. Right. And the slower heats go and first. So the fast heat knows what to do. Exactly. So the, the, the fastest people know the time to beat in order to win the race. So Drew Hunter um, was in the slow section of this USATF two-mile. And he runs basically the second half of the race by himself 
and finishes in 8.25 for the two-mile. Uh, he runs a 4.07 last mile to run 8.25, which is just an incredibly fast time. So two, three hours later, the fast heat runs, which, again, like I said, the fast heat usually has the faster or does have the faster seated runners in it. And Hunter's standing there watching uh, all the runners go by, and he wins his first national title standing there as they finish <laughs> seven <laughs> seconds slower than what he just ran. So uh, Erica, Erica Vila w- uh, won the fast heat in 832, but uh, it wasn't good enough to best the 825 that Drew Hunter ran in the slow heat. So that was pretty incredible. A n- national title from the slow heat. Have very, you very guys cool. ever won a race by standing? No. <laughs> I scored points in my college championship standing. How, how'd that happen? So I uh, I finished, I think I remember it was fifth or sixth overall, winning points from the slow heat. From the 800. So yeah, similar experience. So, so, okay. I didn't win, but right, I got right. some so points out of it. Scored points. But I love this story. I think it's my favorite track story of the year so far yeah. because I obviously love watching track, but I, sometimes I hate watching these championships because mm-hmm. you have people that are just going out there to get the win and their heat, yeah. and you're not necessarily watching great running and great racing you just have people kind of jockeying and it's a slow first couple laps and it's not really exciting to watch but uh this kept them honest and i I think we should have some more of that yeah it was very cool yeah it's very cool a lot of these a lot of these races are run in just very slow you know slow relatively times here so hunter kept them honest and won the race very very cool that was in staten island new york uh this past week in boston actually yesterday uh there was this big mile race uh, that had some of the best runners in the world compete and the world record for the mile was set yesterday by johnny manzel's wife (laughs) (laughs) Um, no not by johnny uh, manzel's wife um i think his name uh he's an ethiopian track star he's 21 years old it's yamef kinjekla uh, he broke the indoor world record running 347. Uh, the previous record was 348. So that was really cool to see. Also in that race, um, a miler, an American miler that a lot of people haven't heard of. We actually haven't had we, – we have all the star American milers on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Gagoric, uh, I think he was second or third in the race, and he ran 349. So a 349 indoor mile, which was pretty incredible. So Johnny Gregoric is the seventh American to ever go under 350. And a lot of people, like I said, haven't heard of him. Indoors or ever? Ever. Just ever. So pretty incredible race there in Boston. Um, now, can you name the, now make it about us, name the star milers that we have had on the show. I can. All right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> We're basically tooting our own horn here now. I mean, we've had uh, gold medalist Matthew Sinchowitz Jr. Of course, Jr. yep. Uh, we have had American record holder Alan Webb. Mm-hmm, yep. We've had UVA. I don't, I don't know if he's an alum. Yeah, I think he... He went to UVA. He went to UVA, yeah. Robbie Andrews. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had Pacers alum, yes. Ben Blankenship. <laughs> yeah, he's a Crystal City 5K uh winner <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. which yeah. is on his wikipedia yeah uh so i think yeah that's a pretty good list but we haven't had gregoric we'll have to get mm-hmm. gregoric on um we've so, had 
Yeah, well, I, I think Carrie. that's... Carrie. Uh, yep, we've had... Yeah, we've Carrie had, Gallagher. We've had a number of good women's milers. Mm-hmm. Yet, we've not, had Jenny Simpson. Mm-hmm. That's we've true. Had, yep. And my list is complete. I have not left anybody out. All right, well, you, you mentioned UVA. <laughs> well, UVA alum... Uh, Henry Wynn was also in that race. He ran 351. So oh, that was so close to being the eighth guy under. <laughs> yeah, that was very, very cool to see. Uh, yeah, and Gregoric was second in that race, running 349.98, so just under 350. What does Henry Wynn run for? Uh, the Brooks Beast, the Brooks right. Beast Track Club in Seattle. Cool. All right, finally, kind of from the professional running scene, the Road to Gold. Uh, Atlanta eight mile road race happened this past weekend and Amy Craig was your winner on the women's side. Uh, it was a, it was one of the, the loops that they're going to do. So an eight mile, I, I believe they're going to do three, eight mile loops. So it previewed what the course will be for 2020. That's going to happen about a year from now, the Olympic trials in Atlanta. So the men and women got to run, uh, on the course eight miles and, preview um what's going to be an awesome race a year from now and i i I throw this in there to talk about amy craig and her winning and it's Mm -hmm. great to see that she's fit but i also throw it in there to again remind all our sponsors who are listening that we are going to be there uh just you know let us know who let us know who's going to take us you know that's pretty much what my my point is can we Uh turn this into an episode of the bachelor yes we can yes we we absolutely can we'll have well i think if somebody makes an offer we're going to just take it (laughs) we'll take our first offer yeah right aren't we yeah well we 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 probably won't be too picky but there won't be many rose ceremonies no zero rose ceremonies or one run rose ceremony you make an offer we give you a rose yeah all right well we'll we'll take we'll take We'll take pretty much any, not every offer, but pretty much any offer. So can I point something out? Mm-hmm. Uh, if the the marathon is going to be three eight-mile loops, I wish that was what my marathon was. <laughs> it's going to be three eight-mile loops. This is the Manziel gonna, marathon? Gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they're going to add on uh, a mile and a half or two miles somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yes, it's not going to be a 24-mile 24, yeah, marathon. Uh, good point. Good point. Okay. All right, great show, guys. Thanks again to Dan Sullivan from Skechers Performance Run for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Great stories from Dan. At this point, I hope he shows up. <laughs> it was great. Great to have the whole crew back intact. And, and, and full crew here. Uh, is always better than two thirds of the crew. So good. Depending to have on who you here. ask, uh, we're going to try to be back together uh, again next week. Um, we'll have to iron out our schedules off air, but hopefully, uh, Docs, Tess, and I will be back with another riveting show. All right, thank you for listening. For Tess, for Docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next week.
I like how every single guest from Boston is going to settle this debate once and for all. Are we just doing this until somebody agrees with you and yes. then it's locked <laughs> I in? So I think, I think so. It's going to be. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I. I think it's. I've always said Augustina, Boston, or more than a feeling. I think it's more than a feeling. It's not more than a feeling, Boston. It's we'll not. See. But there, there are other. We had the guy uh, from Georgetown. The Miler. Oh, Ahmed Bile. Yeah. Yeah, that's another villain. Uh, see, I knew that there were omissions. <laughs>